Previously on Saga of the Jewels. 17-year-old Rin's hometown is attacked by General Vor of the Empire, and everyone he has ever known is killed. Just before Rin's father dies, he gives Rin a ruby, which causes him to project fire. Rin is captured by the Empire and meets another captive, Princess Nuthia, who has the ability to project lightning. Nuthia explains to him that the Empire have learned of the existence of twelve primeval jewels, which grant the ability to manipulate different elements and are searching for them. The Imperial vessel where they are being held is in turn attacked by a pirate airship, and the pirates capture Rin and Nuthia. The lead pirate, Captain Sagar, agrees to escort Nuthia back to her homeland and to spare Rin's life, in exchange for the promise of gold, gemstones and beautiful women upon her safe delivery. They land in the port city of Ast and and recruit an engineer called Elran. Ast is then attacked by the Empire, who are using the Fire Ruby to invade the continent and search for more of the jewels. Rin, Nuthia, Sagar and Elran flee the city together, but are then attacked by a bounty hunter, Vish. They manage to subdue the bounty hunter, but Nuthia is gravely wounded in the process. Rin beats Sagar to the hunter's mount and rushes Nuthia to the nearest town, where he finds a healer, Sid, a mysterious old man who saves the princess's life with his arts and asks to join the travelling party, saying that he believes it is the purpose of the One, the god that he and Nuthia each worship. On leaving the town, the party is pursued by an enormous dog-like monster driven by a troop of imperial soldiers. The party manage to escape with the help of Vish, who fights on their side in exchange for Sid supplying his poppy seed habit. Sid reveals that he was once a member of another adventuring party who set out to find the twelve primeval jewels, but failed. The party press on to the capital city of Syra, where they ambush some imperial soldiers and steal their uniforms in order to sneak onto a sleeper train bound for Nuthia's homeland. They make it aboard successfully, but then Rin gives them away when he comes face to face with General Vor on the train and is unable to prevent himself from attacking him. The party are thus forced to escape from the train by leaping into a river, it is passing. Episode 16. Infighting. Cold constricting around his chest, rushing noise filling his ears, current pulling him along fast, Nuthia's hand gone, white spray everywhere, vision obscured by water, white spray again, a mouthful of water, another. Get me out of this water! I hate water! A gulp of air, by sheer chance, enough to keep fighting a few moments longer being dragged downwards by the weight of the armour, frantically kicking his legs and flailing his arms around to try to prevent the downwards drag. Panic, not knowing how to swim. A scrap of sound. He is! Help him out now! A hand grabbed Rin by the arm and yanked hard against the direction of the current the, gu- the current was taking him. Pain flared in his shoulder and he thought his arm might pop out of its socket, but Rin cooperated with the hand and tried to pull himself in the direction it tugged him all the same to reach round with his other hand. Another hand found his arm, and other arm, and pulled. And then he was up and out of the rushing water, being hauled onto a grassy riverbank by Sagar and Elran. They released him and he fell to the grass with a thwap, landing face down. He tasted soggy earth. He never thought the taste of it could be so sweet. Stupid pup, Sagar was saying. Why didn't you tell us you couldn't swim? Yeah, farm boy, Elran joined in. Why shouldn't you be able to swim? It's not like there aren't any rivers or lakes in Efstan. It doesn't make any sense. Rin raised his head. Like him, they were completely soaked. Sagar's hair hung like curtains over both his eyes, and his ponytail stuck limply to his neck. Elran looked more of a 
like more of a typical girl for once, her purple hair seeming much longer than usual when wet and plastered to the back of her head. Rin ignored their jibes. He couldn't, keep, he couldn't help himself from grinning at them, so glad was he to still be alive. There wasn't really time to think it, let alone mention it back there. And what can I say? For some reason I've always had this funny thing about water. Never been so keen on it. Nuthia, he thought. Nuthia, he said, looking around frantically. I'm here, Nuthia called from further up the bank. Sid and Vish were with her too, all of them dripping wet. Were we followed? Rin asked, standing up and surveying the river, the grass, the hills. No, said Sid. I think we took the Imperials completely by surprise. The train carried them off before they had a chance to react. Even if they stop it and back up, that will still take quite a long time. And as soon as they leave the tracks, they won't be able to travel any faster than us, since they don't have any alternative means of transport, as far as we know. But all the same, we should get as far away from here as we can as quickly as possible, just in case. You are correct in that, said Vish. They did not follow immediately, but they may still try to. And they had Elpis with them. You should get moving. They trudged up the riverbank together. A light breeze blew cold against their wet bodies, chilling their clothes inside the imperial armour they still wore, and a shiver ran up Rin's spine. Before they had jumped from it, the train had been wending its way through a green, grassy, hilly country in which they now found themselves. They traipsed to the top of the nearest hill to get their bearings. The sun was still climbing in the bright blue sky, and west, in the direction it was heading, the hills stretched out as far as they could see. In the east, the hills grew to snow-capped mountains. "'Does anyone know where in mid we are?' said Rin. "'We're in Zerlan!' exclaimed Elran at exactly the same time. "'I'd recognise those mountains anywhere. "'We must be in the foothills of the Pelna Mountains, "'which border Imphis and Manolia.' "'That would make sense,' said Sid, sagely, nodding. "'The train would have had to go through the mountains on the border "'to get to, into Manolia, "'and would pass through Zerlan briefly just before it got there. "'Look!' said Nuthia, pointing. "'Over the hills, in the east,' Close to the mountains, its source obscured by one of the larger hills in that direction, was an unmistakable plume of steam, its tail getting slowly further and further away from them. They haven't turned back, said Nuthia. Of course not, said Vish. You are merely an irritation to them, not a distraction worth diverting their whole course for. He still says you, not we, Rin noted. Though you should not assume anything, they may still have sent someone after you. Like that lady Shadowfinger, said Nuthia. Elpis. Perhaps. We really should keep moving then, said Rin, beating Sagar to it, who closed his mouth and frowned. Which way? said Elran. Towards Manolia, of course, said Nuthia. This time Sagar got there first. But we'll never catch up to that train now. They'll beat us there, princess, and invade before we can arrive to warn them. Not necessarily, said Nuthia. They all looked at her, standing sopping wet at the top of the hill. She bit her lip. Once again, Rin got the distinct impression that she knew more than she was letting on. All right, said Sagar, exasperatedly. Come on, princess, give up the goods. What are you not telling us? I started Nuthia. She can tell you why you are moving, said Vish, his grey eyes scanning the hills. He began to walk, and everyone followed, except... Hold on, yelled Alran. They all stopped and looked round at her. Her cheeks had turned nearly as purple as her hair. Nearly. You should not shout so loudly, girl, hissed Vish. Ah, hush up, bounty hunter. If anyone sneaks up on us, I'll just shoot them like I shot you. What nobody seems to have remembered is that while we may still have our weapons in our lives, thank Indrik, we've all lost our packs. 
It looks like a good day or two's hike to those mountains, and then we have to get through them. And I for one ain't too sure our wilderness survival skills are up to a high enough standard to get us through all that, without any supplies. I say we head to a Zerlanese settlement first and get stocked up. Hopefully none of you are so dumb as not to keep your coin about your persons like I did. I reckon I'm familiar enough with this part of the country that I could sniff out a town for us, sooner or later. Um, it's not entirely true that none of us has any supplies, said Sid, swinging his satchel around to the front of him by a strap. I managed to keep hold of this during our escape, and as well as my healer's provisions, it has a little food. I've checked it, and since it was sealed up, the contents are all dry and intact, despite our little swim. The twitch in Vish's face did not escape Rin's notice. Sid pulled some whey bread, salt beef, and a bit of cheese out of his bag. His eyes roved round the group. Did anyone else manage to hold on to anything? Nobody volunteered. They all seemed, indeed, to have lost their packs and supplies during the chaos aboard the train. Ah, said Sid. A strong pang of guilt went through Rin's stomach, but it was soon swallowed up by hatred, as he remembered what had led him to reveal himself on the train. Mother. Father. Hometown. Find Vor. Get Vor. Kill Vor. Well, that settles it then, said Elrond. Instead of southeast, we first go north to find a Zerlanese settlement to restock. Princess Girl can explain, explain why we're in not such a rush, after all, on the way. Nuthia's mouth dropped open. I never said that we were not still in a rush. I just said we were not as, not in as much of a rush as you might think. I want to carry on in the direction of Manolia. Princess, Agar snapped. There is no way we can make it through those mountains with just a bit of bread and salted meat. Not even just the two of us could manage that. You've employed me to do a job, but I can only do it and deliver you safely to Manolia if you're still alive. Nuthia opened her mouth again, but then something flickered in her eyes and she went tight-lipped. Hmph, <laughs> she said. For once she had backed down. Even she seemed to see the sense in what Elran and Sagar were saying. Rin was torn, though. Vor was heading southeast, not north. At the same time, he thought, he needed to stay alive as well in order to be able to eventually get to Vor and kill him. And he still wasn't strong enough. If nothing else, their most recent confrontation had shown him that. He needed to train more on the way, to get stronger, to get better with his flames, better with his sword. And maybe it was the shock of what had just happened, maybe it was the cold water, but now he began to doubt seriously for the first time whether he would ever be able to kill Vor. The man was just too strong, too powerful. He shook his head. No, don't think like that. You will get strong enough to kill him. Mother, father, hometown, find Vor, get Vor, kill Vor, stay with Nuthia. Rin blinked. By the time he had finished thinking all of this, the others had already walked off down the hill. He ran to catch up with them. As he ran, he tripped over his feet, stumbled a few paces, then lost his footing completely and fell. He twisted his body round to cushion himself against the impact on his side, but the hill was so steep that he rolled down it, turning over several times. He crashed into Sagar from behind, taking the Sky Pirate's legs out from underneath him, before managing to put his hands out and scramble to hold on to the grass, raking the earth with his fingernails to come to a stop at last. Sagar was on him at once, flipping him onto his back, kneeling on his arms, cutlass drawn already, holding the blade to Rin's throat. You stupid pup, Sagar yelled, his face red with fury, spittle flying from his mouth and dampening Rin's cheeks. What in the seventeen hells do you think you're doing? It's your fault we got into this mess in the first place, because you couldn't control yourself when you saw that Imperial General. I told you before that if you ever pulled something like that, like yanking me off that chocobo again, I would end you, and this comes God's damn close. Give me one good reason why I shouldn't slit your throat right now. 
The others were yelling at Sagar to get off him, but Rin couldn't hear them properly. All of his attention was taken up by the curved, glinting blade pressing at his Adam's apple. He had been in this position before. He was trying to remember how to get out of it. I... Rin croaked. I... I'm sorry, Sagar. I... Something inside him lit. He had had enough of this. This time, he felt his eyes catch a light, and the whole of his vision, from the shining cutlass blade to Sagar's sneering face, turned red and orange, transfigured by fire. He didn't know how to project the flames from his eyes. Instead, as the heat rose up through his chest, Rin realised he was about to repeat something that he had learned to do back on the train. Fire! Rin roared, and flames leapt from his mouth straight into Sagar's face. The sky pirate screamed and leapt backwards, dropping his cutlass and clutching at his face. He kept screaming as Rin got to his feet, still hot with anger and seeing red. The screams turned into, You bastard! You bastard! You hurt me! You burned me! Sagar took his hands away from his face. Rin couldn't completely tell, te- Rin couldn't completely tell in his fire vision, but it looked scorched, darker than usual. Nothing Sid can't heal, I'm sure. The whole of Rin was on fire again. He threw a fireball at Sagar, just a small one, not big enough to seriously harm him, just burn him a bit more. Sagar saw or felt it coming and brought his hand across his body, making a movement as if to bat the fireball away. A rush of wind issued from his hand, blowing the fire to one side and causing it to dissipate into the air. That only renewed Rin's rage. He chucked another fireball at Sagar, no longer caring how big it was, then another and another. Sagar blocked each one with his air projection, fanning them away in gusting flickers but only barely. On his scorched face, the sky pirate's singed brows tipped back above widened eyes and his jaw went slack. That's right, thought Rin. Make him scared. Make him pay. Make him stop bullying me. Bolter! Someone shouted. A stab of shock lanced through Rin. The pain entered at his back, but in an instant spread to every point in his body. He cried out. The pain passed, but before Rin knew it, he had lost his concentration and his fire vision and aura were gone, steam hissing up from him. What the hell? You both stop this at once, someone was saying, in a raised voice behind him. Ah, Nuthia. I've had just about enough of this from the pair of you, Nuthia carried on. She lightninged me. She actually lightninged me. He turned around to listen to the rest of his telling off. Nuthia was shaking with fury, and her eyes had doubled in, doubled in size. I can't believe you. I've got a highly important mission to carry out, and the two of you can't stop squabbling. We'll never make it to Manolia if we kill each other first. You both need to just grow up. Rin crossed his arms. He started it, was all that he could say after a moment. He knew it sounded childish, but he was still smarting from being briefly electrocuted by Nuthia, and it was the best he could come up with at short notice. Well, I finished it. Now apologise to each other, both of you. From the way that Sagar was sitting on the ground, Rin guessed Nuthia must have hit him with the lightning as well. His face was back to normal. Sid knelt next to him, tight-lipped with disappointment, so the healer must have taken care of it. Their eyes met, and Sagar scowled, flashing anger at Rin. But, Rin realised, it was no longer the scowl of a superior. It was the scowl of an equal. At least he had achieved something, he probably should apologise for burning the guy's face, though, at least to make Nuthia happy. Sorry, Sagar, Rin said. A long moment passed as they held each other's gaze. Rage seemed to jostle with obligation in Sagar's brown eyes. Eventually, Sagar looked away and mumbled something completely inaudible. What was that? asked Rin. I said... 
Pardon? Sorry, Sagar shouted. There, are you satisfied now, princess? Reasonably, said Nuthia. Now come on, both of you, everyone. We have places to be. This travelling party is a joke, said Sagar, as they began to climb another hill in a direction that Elran indicated. You're right, princess. We'll all have killed each other before we have a chance to get back to your homeland. Oh, I wouldn't be too hard on us, said Sid. Disappointed, but still optimistic then, Rin thought. We did just manage to elude the grasp of practically an entire Imperial bat- battalion and several Morocamian officers together, in spite of the circumstances. That is no small achievement, and took a great amount of both teamwork and skill. Rin's shoulders eased a bit, and his spirits rose at that. When you put it like that, things didn't seem so bad. Find Vor. Get Vor. Kill Vor. Stay with Nuthia. Even if she had just hit him with a lightning bolt. He was surprised that he hadn't been more lastingly hurt by it. There had been a brief shock of pain, but then he had been fine. He hadn't even needed Sid to heal, to heal him like Sagar had. He wondered why that was. Was she able to control the strength of her attacks? Nothing she had said before seemed to indicate that. Though if she was, why had she hit Sagar harder than him? Really, there were other things more pressing on his mind. So, Nuthia, he said, can you explain to us why we're not in so much of a rush to get to Manolia anymore? Yeah, joined in Elran. What gives, princess girl? For ages you're all like... She put, on a ref- she put on a refined voice in mock imitation of Nuthia. I must return to my homeland to warn my people of what the Emperor has learned. Then all of a sudden, now that we're nearly there, you don't seem so bothered. What gives? Nuthia took a while to reply, and for a moment they were walking only to the sound of their own grunting and panting as they made their way up the hill. But eventually... She broke her silence. As you know, we are currently in Zerlan, though very close to the border of both Imphis and Manolia, in the Pelmian Mountains. Of course, she was going to tell them through a lecture. Just beyond the mountains, in the Inflamas Forest, where the Manolian Peninsula starts to jut out from the Dokinese mainland, there is a huge fortified wall. It is not very wide, because it does not need to be to span the width of the peninsula, but it is tall and thick and extremely well defended. The train will have to stop at the station of a town outside this wall. I am sure that my countrywomen will have got wind of the Empire's invasion of Dokan by now, so they will have barred entry of the train through the tunnel that passes under the wall, especially when a battalion of Imperial soldiers appears in Plessa Station. It will take more time to work out how to get past this wall, and all the time he will be sitting at Plessa with his troops, and for all we know he will be amassing more there. But now that he has beaten us to it, our goal is not speed, but stealth. We, need, we will need to sneak through or around the soldiers in order to get past the wall before they do. Then finally, I will be able to deliver the information that the Emperor has found out about the jewels to my people, before Vor can get to them. She took a deep breath. Her lecture had been punctuated by a lot of huffs and puffs as she climbed the hill. The rest of them took a moment to let this sink in. Then Rin said, All right, so we need to sneak past the Imperial troops, again. It's a good thing we've still got this Imperial armour, even if we've lost our helmets. But what do we do once we reach this wall? How will we be able to get past it without revealing ourselves to the Imperials on this side of it? Yeah, he does have a point there, Princess, said Sagar, to Rin's surprise. Perhaps Rin should set his face on fire more often. That's the reason I'm in, not in as much of a rush anymore, said Nuthia, determinedly looking at her feet as she walked and refusing to meet any of their gazes. I, I know of a secret passageway through the wall a secret entrance and exit. We will be able to sneak into Manolia through that. Okay, said Alran, 
Well, that makes a lot more sense now. But I think it makes all the more sense for us to be restocking our supplies here in Zerland before we carry on. There's no way we can even get to the Manolian border wall on what we've got left. I agree, said Sid. Sagar and Vish nodded their assent too. Rin didn't see any reason to protest, which meant that in a moment he could ask Nuthia about some other things that had happened on board the train, which had been starting to bother him. They reached the crest of the latest hill and took a moment to catch their breaths in the crisp air. This hill was higher than the last and afforded them an even better view of the surrounding country. To the west and north, more hills, stretching back to the Imphisi plains they had traversed on the train. To the east and south, yet more hills, yes, but instead of eventually flattening out, they rose to become the snow-dusted Pelnian mountains. Wending its way down from these was the thin blue ribbon of the river they had jumped into to escape from Vor. The plume of steam from the Siren train the Imperials had commandeered had long disappeared. Rin could not hold in his questions any more. Why did we end up needing to jump off the train? He asked of the world in general. Then he rounded on Sid, addressing his next few questions to the old man. Why did Nuthia's lightning bolt not do more damage to Vor? You were worried about that before it happened. What do you know that we don't? The old man chewed his cheek. Everyone looked at him expectantly for an answer. Everyone except Nuthia. Something, Sid said eventually, now that I had only suspected before. Rin couldn't help from feeling that the old man was only pausing for dramatic effect. What? Sid sighed. The jewels, when a person touches them, impart alignment to the element they are associated with. That's why a person who has been touched by one of them can manipulate and project that element, and isn't harmed by it. We know that, old-timer, said Sagar. Come on, skip to the new stuff. I'm getting there. When my former companions and I were collecting the jewels before, we developed a theory about this elemental alignment, but we never had the opportunity to test it properly, and we never dared test it on each other. The theory we came up with was that, when a person touched a particular jewel, not only did they gain the ability to manipulate that element, but they also gained a certain affinity with that element. Somehow their body became attuned to that element and came to bear some of the properties of it. And from various anecdotal incidents, we came to speculate that with this affinity came certain weaknesses and resistances to the other elements. Put it in plain speak, old-timer, said Sagar. In other words, a person aligned to a certain element will be especially weak to attacks from certain other elements, and especially resistant to attacks from certain other other elements. The most obvious one is that people who have touched the fire ruby would be especially susceptible to attacks from those who would touch the water sapphire, as fire is vulnerable to extinguishment by water. But in turn, water is highly vulnerable to lightning. And fire is resistant to lightning, said Rin slowly, seeing where Sid was going. That's why Nuthia's lightning bolt didn't hurt me more. That's why Sagar needed you to heal him, but not me. That's why Vor and the officers touched by the ruby hadn't been hurt more by her lightning back on top of the train. Indeed, said Sid. As far as we guessed, fire isn't completely resistant to lightning, but it is partially resistant from what we observed. And interestingly enough, it didn't quite seem to work the other way around. Lightning alignment does not grant resistance to fire, far from it so fire seemed to be the dominant element in the pairing. But it was only a theory, and like I say, we didn't have a chance to test it out properly before, since nobody but us ever had any elemental powers, and we didn't want to test it by attacking each other. But now that you've done that, it does seem to confirm... Do the Empire know? said Nuthia all of a sudden, briskly. The colour had drained from her face completely. 
Her skin was milk white. Did the Empire know? She asked again, even more urgently. I, I don't see how they could, said Sid, putting his hands up in reassurance, unless they have access to law that we didn't, although recent events may have given them an inkling. We've got to keep moving, said Nuthia. Fast! We need to find a Zelanese settlement as soon as we can and restock our supplies and then move on to Manolia. She had started to hop from foot to foot. Come on, come on everyone. She seemed to have turned even whiter were that possible and had started to shake a little. Now hold on, princess, said Sagar. All of a sudden we're in a rush again? What's with the urgency? Rin knew. Don't you see, said Nuthia pleadingly. Vor and his officers are heading for Manolia with the fire ruby and they have resistance to lightning. The primary defence method of my people won't even work against him, and he might even know this now. Ah! Rin cried out with frustration. The mention of the general's name had lit the flame of his temper again, and hate burned in his chest at the memory of being caught and tortured by him. Damn him! He's just too strong! Even with all my practice, I still couldn't beat him. He's invulnerable to fire, and now we know he's virtually invulnerable to lightning too. Don't be so hard on yourself, said Sid. Vor is powerful and devious. I hate him, Rin went on, unable to contain his outburst and not caring. I hate him for killing my parents and burning down my hometown and for stealing the jewel from us. Come on, Rin, said Nuthia, still agitated too. Let's go then. That's why we've got to get to Manolia ahead of him, to warn my people and stop him from taking another jewel. Rin remembered something else. In the heat of his outburst, he couldn't hold back his questions any more. Nuthia... What did Vor mean when he said to you on top of the train, you've been helpful enough already by betraying your homeland? Now Nuthia froze. They all looked at her. She didn't speak for a long time. When she did, she said very quietly, I didn't think you'd heard that. No, I heard it, said Rin slowly. How couldn't I? He said it loud and clear. I just hadn't had a moment to ask about it until now. What did he mean? Nuthia looked at the ground. Rin's guts went suddenly cold, the heat vanishing as quickly as it had come. Slowly a chill crept up from the base of his feet to the top of his head, gripping his heart tight on the way. Mother, father, hometown, find Vor, get Vor, kill Vor. Stay with Nuthia? He heard himself asking another question. How did Vor find out about the jewels in the first place? It wasn't just a coincidence that he attacked my town, was it? No, said Nuthia, very quietly, still looking down. He knew about the fire ruby before he attacked Gleasor. How? The cold was freezing fear in the pit of his stomach. He knows because I told him. Shock tore through Rin. His mouth fell open. W- what? Still Nuthia refused to meet his gaze. He knows because I told him, she said quietly, through the tears that started to stream down her cheeks. Why? When? Where? The others stared at her from where they stood, stunned to silence. Even Sagar didn't offer any comment, but seemed keen to hear whatever Nuthia had to say next. Nuthia took a deep breath and brushed the water from her cheeks. It took her a little while, but eventually she started to tell them the tale. There... There never was an undercover mission to Imphis. What happened was that I ran away from my homeland because I was due to be wed in an arranged marriage and I didn't want to be. I wanted to see the world on going adventures. So I ran away and disguised myself and made my own way travelling. I got as far as Syrah, 
But one night I was staying at an inn there, and I met this man. A horrible premonition came into Rin's imagination. He bought me some drinks, Nuthia went on, and somehow I let slip that I was a Manolian princess. Why would you do that? Rin said. I don't know, Nuthia nearly started to sob again, then choked it back. He was very charming, and he had a very flattering way of talking, and I... I suppose I wanted to impress him. When I told him I was a princess, he was very interested. Course he was, said Sagar. He was very interested, and he started asking me things about my homeland and my people. And then... Then he started asking me about the primeval jewels. Somehow he had heard of them, and he started to ask me what I knew. And I told him... I told him... Nithya petered out as she looked back down at the ground. She didn't seem able to bring herself to say whatever she had been going to say next. What did you tell him? said Rin. But he realised he already knew. Nuthia raised her gaze to Rin's. Her lip quivered. I told him what I knew about the jewels. I told him that the lightning crystal was in the Minolian capital and that the fire ruby was hidden in a small town in Efstan called Klezor. Rin reeled and had to put his arms out to stop himself from falling over. The world had begun to spin. He felt himself sit down on the ground with a bump. I, said Nuthia, I'm sorry I lied to you, to you all. Nobody else spoke. They just watched Rin. Say something, Rin, Nuthia implored him. Rin's mind caught up with his body. Do you mean to tell me, he said slowly, quietly, do you mean to tell me that the person responsible for the Morakamian Emperor finding out about the jewels, for Vor coming to my hometown to find the fire ruby, for the death of my mother, for the death of my father, for the destruction of my hometown, and the death of everyone I've ever known, is... you. I'm sorry, Nuthia burst out again. I don't know what came over me. I had been drinking wine, and Vor is... Vor is actually quite attractive when he's not in his armour, and you don't know he's an Imperial soldier... He must have been in there off duty or on shore leave or, or something in his regular clothes. And he he noticed me and he was he was trying to ingratiate himself with me. The world was still spinning and it spanned faster. Rin's stomach turned over. He was going to be sick. You mean you... No, said Nuthia quickly. No, but I did get to talking with him. After I told him who I was and then about the jewels, he overpowered me straight away and took me back to his airship, where he threw me in that cell. I'm sure he would have tortured me, but by that point he had already gotten out of me everything I knew. I'm... I'm so sorry, Rin. The nausea receded just a little, leaving only... cold. Rin, I... No, stop, said Rin. He stood up shakily. Don't waste your breath. This was all too much. I need to be by myself for a little while. He stumbled away from the group, down and round the side of the hill they were on. The whole time he walked he felt numb. And yet, underneath the numbness, somewhere in the pit of his stomach, Rin was vaguely aware that something else was stirring him, fighting to make itself known. When he knew he had walked down and round enough of the hill to be out of sight of his companions, he sat down and wept. The ocean of grief that had been sealed up inside of him burst forth all of a sudden, flooding him. He had had to keep it pressed down in order to escape the Empire, find a healer for Nuthia, sneak onto the train with the others, fight Vor. He had not allowed himself to feel it fully. But now it had grown too much, and the grief broke its dam. He buried his face in the grass so that nobody would hear him, however far away they were, 
as it came out through his eyes in hot tears, through his chest in big heaving sobs, through his mouth in muffled shouts of pain and anger at Vor, at the Empire, at the world, at the fact that everyone he had ever known had been killed, but he alone had been left alive. At Nuthia. Mother. Father. Hometown. Find Vor. Get Vor. Kill Vor. Get away from Nuthia.